0: GCH, a broadcasting fee, and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio.
1: Good morning, fashion friends. Welcome to Fashion Friday. Very, very excited. Not only is it Friday the 13th, which I've decided... Is not a bad thing any longer. I used to be a little bit afraid of it, <laughs> but I think it's just a mindset. So I'm going to say a little
0: triskaidekaphobia. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, yes. For many times to say, "Oh, it's right," but really, it's just another day. That's how, at least how I'm. What I'm telling myself, and how I'm, I think. If you think bad things will happen bad things will happen right
0: I, like for instance up till you said anything i'd forgotten completely that it was okay. friday the 13th See. and my day was just about normal
1: okay well it, it's still normal and yeah. it's gonna you have to just say it's actually dave good luck okay <laughs> so that's what i'm saying that's well, what i'm going with good weather with. definitely dave good weather yeah. it's been a week of good weather and i've been in manhattan all week for new york fashion week oh. so i have to say i really enjoy this time of year uh several reasons I I love I love the coziness of it I like the chillier weather I like the with with warm weather as well Um, obviously I like fashion week this is fashion month as we call it Um, for me I always feel like and I think a lot of people in the fashion industry would agree uh, September is like our January so it's the kind of like our beginning our new year um and I feel that way personally too I have to say I feel that way and I thought about this the other day I was like why do I feel that way it doesn't really have to do with fashion and I think it's just it's something to do with when I was a kid like starting a school year yes exactly yeah i think it really has to do with that and a
0: lot of other people's lives are, are centered around their children and they restart right. things too they come back from vacations and, right yeah
1: so somehow it feels like that you know january wintery into spring into summer is sort of one <laughs> section and then september through the rest of, you know into the winter is like the other part of the year for me anyway mm-hmm. so um and i also think it's more of a Drastic change, like now we're going from wearing swimsuits and short sleeves and shorts to, will you know, and shortly, hopefully not too shortly, we'll be wearing like scarves and fur coats. So it's more of a drastic change as opposed to you know fall to winter, or spring into summer is kind of subtle changes. So um, I think that's the other thing. So for me, it's kind of like a refresh. I don't know, I always feel really good in September, which is a good thing. So um, this week, I was at New York Fashion Week and great weather. I love to go to the shows this time of year. I don't love going to shows in February. So it's February and September are the two times a year that all the fashionistas and uh, exciting, interesting people, as I like to call them, Sort of come out of the woodwork, and um, this year it was a compressed schedule, which I liked. I feel like things have been getting too much, too, too, just over the top, too much. Um, as it is, all the shows are spread out, which that's fine. I don't mind that, but um, it just seemed to be a lot. So, president uh, of the CFDA is Tom Ford, actually the the designer, and uh, they made a decision to sort of make a somewhat compressed schedule. So I liked that idea. Um, and then, but however, Compressed, yet not a shortage of incredible presentations, super cool locations, and lots of diversity. So that's sort of my synopsis of all it. I'm going to break it down So a, a little bit today. Um, first of all, Brooklyn continues to draw the fashion crowd. I've yet to make that pillage. I just want you to know. <laughs> and and only because of scheduling. Um, not that I wouldn't go to Brooklyn. Uh, I do go to Brooklyn for uh, personal or other things. I have a tailor out there, actually. Um, but... It just feels like a trek for me. So, And usually it's a big chunk of my day getting out there to where I have to go and getting back. And then during Fashion Week, I usually have other things planned. So to do that and get back and rely on you've got to either do mass transit, which I usually do, or if you're doing Uber or taxi, now you're talking traffic. And that's very unreliable. You could get all the way out there and then not make the show. And once they close the doors, that's it. There's no late entries. So, <clears throat> so there's that. Anyway, so um, Tori Birch, whose show I usually go to and love, absolutely love. She always does a really beautiful presentation. It's usually in some sort of garden or in a museum, really beautiful space. She took her show to Brooklyn. Hence, I didn't go. Um, However, I really – I saw pictures. I saw it online. Uh, She definitely paid floral tribute to Princess Diana, which was very interesting. It was at the Brooklyn Museum. So, again, it looked beautiful. And um, I think, you know, here's the thing, Brooklyn, I get it, Brooklyn. So she said in an interview, you know, oh, so you're jumping on the train, literally and figuratively of going to Brooklyn. And she said, well, it wasn't really that I chose Brooklyn because it's Brooklyn. It's just that there were it provided a bigger space. And I thought, well, yeah, that's, you know, kind of what I thought. I feel like certain – sometimes people are making a spin on it like Brooklyn is the new Manhattan. Brooklyn will never be Manhattan, as we all know. But I think they're right. So it's just more about space and practicality. Um, I I don't know about rents or, you know, what what, uh, the the fees are. I would think they're a little bit lower, but probably not too much because it's Brooklyn. It's still close to the city. Um, But, yeah, I think space-wise you probably could find a little bit more – than in New York, and more options because all of the other designers or most of the designers are in Manhattan uh, renting a space. So um, other, some other interesting spaces. Carolina Herrera had her show at Battery Park, very beautiful kate spade did her show in elizabeth street garden which was really cool and uh then okay so we're gonna get to the more traditional formats so traditional runways and presentations that's what it really is so presentation runways obviously self-explanatory run typical runway show um Presentation is basically a designer chooses to show uh, almost like little vignettes of their collection. So it will be anywhere from two, three, four, five, six, however many models grouped in little clusters. And they'll sort of do a theme for each little cluster. Um, there'll be an overall theme, of course, but then within each little vignette, and maybe there, there's lots of props, and the models are just kind of standing. And you can walk up to them and sort of look, and you can take your time and look at the outfit. Fit. So, um, who who did this? Okay, Allison Olivia did this. She always does that. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But first, I wanted to talk about um, Tom Ford, which I mentioned earlier, who is the president of the CFDA. So Tom Ford, known for his extravagance, beautiful, beautiful tailored clothing. This I thought was interesting. He, his show was in a deserted subway station, and the platform doubled as the runway. So I did not attend this, but I saw pictures. It looked really cool. Very interesting. And I, and I know someone that went and I also heard, um, you know, there were uh, construction workers not too far away and I said, well, were they staged? And I said, no, no, they were real. You know, like making lots of noise, but of course the music was loud enough and it just felt very authentic and very real and I thought, well, that's really cool. I thought that was really nice. And it's that sort of juxtaposition with that, you know, grittiness of New York City in a subway station and then these really soft, beautiful feminine clothes. So I think that's very interesting, which I like. And think about it. It probably didn't cost him a whole lot. I mean, I'm not sure if he had to get permits, um, but he's renting a space that's deserted. So So is
0: he saying by that that uh, one should consider wearing Soft, flowing clothes, even in a place gritty place like New York City. I would think so. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder if he's been getting pushback in that regard.
1: I don't know. I, mm. I I would think it's probably more of just a creative statement. Like you know, this is a unusual spot. It's available, and um, it's not something. Okay, a museum. Obviously, you have to rent, and you've got to close it down, and that's a lot. It's a lot of permits and a lot of, I'm sure, costs a lot, Hmm. um, or wherever, a restaurant, wherever you're choosing. So I would think this is probably something that's interesting creatively, but also affordability. I I would think, you know, how much can a deserted subway station cost? (laughs) Yeah. So if any, I'm sure he had to pay something, but, you know, to the city. So I think it all worked out. Um, My favorite was Tommy Hilfiger. So his show, his shows have been really incredible the past few years so I want to say the past four seasons he's done a collaboration with Gigi Hadid the model and they've done this sort of show on the road and they took their show they did one year New York one year was LA one year was um, I believe London yes there was a London show there might have been one somewhere else Um, I'm not sure I'm missing Japan maybe And so this show has been sort of rotating. And then it came to an end. The the collaboration came to an end. And now he did a show this year with uh, Zendaya. So I thought, oh, what is that going to look like? I don't know a whole lot about Zendaya. Of course, I know who she is. But, you know, well, it did not disappoint. I have to say I was blown away. It was really cool. I was at this show. It was at the Apollo Theater. So another really, really cool. And what I love about his shows are he does the see now, buy now. So right after the show, there was a, at another location, you were able to buy the clothes. And this is what I love. I'm like, this, I think, is a great idea. Um, so
0: these weren't couture? These were ready to wear? This is ready to wear. Oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so, and this whole week, in fact, is ready to wear. Couture is a different um, time I frame. I see. So at the Historic Apollo Theater, they had live performances. that were like singing, dancing. The overall theme was very a ble- much of a blend of, like, 70s disco primarily. Um, there was a little bit of 80s thrown in there, so lots of silver and metallics, lots of polka dot. There were these really cool 70s-looking tailored suits for women um, with, you know, a satin— uh, Satin blouse with a big bow in in the front, um, cowl necks, lots of leather, lots of velvet, lots of leopard. So as I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, well, this looks kind of fall. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute, this is seen now by now, so it is for now. Even though it's, I guess technically, I, I guess it would be called the spring collection. I'm not really sure, maybe not. Um, but I thought, well, that makes sense. So if if designers, I don't know that they'll all do this because think they like to plan it and always be two seasons ahead for manufacturing purposes but what i like about it is i think what happens is some of the collection is you can buy now and some of it will be out in the spring which i thought that's a good idea too because you kind of you can't make everything for right now then you would i think you might fall behind (laughs) i don't know Hmm. um there was black and white, deep burgundy, suits, halternecks, dresses, really fun, models dancing around, and just like a big party. I mean, it really was, it was, an outside was like a big block party. Hmm. So, um, so much fun, I thought. And this also sort of, you know, brings it back to Tommy Hilfiger's roots are kind of, he, he's always aligned himself with music. So way back in the 60s, in fact, I, he has a book, by the way, I read his book, very interesting. Um, you know, he, in the London scene with music and the beat all the way up to current day. So this made sense for me. You know, it's Americana. It's sort of rock and roll. It's edgy, yet it's cool. Um, but I loved it. This collection for me was a little bit more sophisticated, like a lot of suiting and a lot of flowy, satiny dresses. Again, very 70s, very sort of... Um, I want to say disco and um, almost like just just chic and sophisticated. Not, I wouldn't say casual. I would say a little bit more dressy, the overall feel. Um, so that was fun. Lots of fun. Uh, the other presentation that I love, so that was a, a runway show. The other presentation that I always love is Alice and Olivia. It was a store right here in Greenwich Avenue, and um, Stacey Bendett is the designer. She never disappoints. Um, interesting enough, when I was writing my notes down as I was thinking through, I was jotting my notes down on the train, I came across an article on Vogue.com, and it's so funny because I said this last season to my friend. I said, you know, I'm surprised she, she has always done presentations. So I want to say I've been going to her shows for at least four years, maybe longer. Okay, she's been around since probably about 2002. So not a long, long time. Um, But she's been always doing presentations. She's never done a runway show. And I thought, I feel like it's time for her to do a runway show. I said this last year to a friend of mine. and, and And she said, yeah, but I don't think she'll ever do that. And I said, well, I don't know. It seems like she wouldn't, but we don't know her personally. This year, as I was jotting down my notes... I came across an article. I like to read what other people say as well. So all the fashion magazines and Vogue.com. Great praise, beautiful mentions. It would be interesting to see a full runway show. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh. Uh Aha. And just for the simple fact that it would be nice to see the model sort of moving and twirling around. Presentation, they tend to sit still. Some of them will move a little bit. You know, there's music playing. They'll move. Um, I've seen some of them faint, by the way. (laughs) Yes. And this is just at any presentations. This could happen. What happens is it gets very hot. Mm. And they're standing often under lights. They've got makeup on and they've got usually heavy clothing on, so they're standing there and um, but they do have there was no fading, fainting at this presentation by the way let me be clear. Um, they do have someone running around that's giving water to the model oh, so good. they kind of take a little break and they take some water um, and then they go back but I have seen that um, before. So um, it would be nice to kind of see a runway production. it would be different so I don't know. Anyway, so back to the show. It was titled "Field of Dreams." And um, it's always packed with lots of celebrities. Nicole Richie was there. Paris Hilton was there. And Nikki Hilton was there. Um, And, again, several different vignettes of all different color. What I liked about this was um, they were like these sherbet strong colors, but not pastelly and soft. They were almost like neon color blocking. So it was like the orange was orange. It wasn't neon. It wasn't technically neon. But it was as close to you could get without being neon. So imagine sherbet colors, but really pumped up. The purple was very purple. The orange was orange. The yellow was yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of suiting. She's continuing to do this suiting, which I think a lot of people are smart. I think it speaks to the temperature in our our, uh, the climate in our world right now, mm-hmm. um, which I which I like. Um, listen, why not? Um, you know, if it's related to that or not, that's fine with me. I, I'm a suiting type of girl, so I appreciate that. Um, what happens is the more people pay attention or are in line with what's going on in our in our whole um, world, the more options we're going to have so if people start doing a lot of suiting there's going to be a lot more options for suiting and shrunken blazers and tailored and bell bottoms and fitted suits so, you know what I mean so I feel like it's good when people pay attention to things then things get better and better mm-hmm. um, and I think I feel like that's what she's always been known for her, her jeans and her pants but now I'm really loving her suiting so um, interesting and then one really cool thing so uh, let me talk about colors so it was like a strong color blocking there was a black and white vignette Um, There was just look through my pictures. There was um, a very neutral vignette that was all like soft nudes and peachy. Um, And then there was uh, a pattern one with lots and lots of pattern. I always call it Holly hobby. Does it look like (laughs) if you remember dating myself? Remember Holly hobby? To me, there's a pattern that's very busy. It's like florals and dots and all checks and all this stuff and lots of color. I don't love it because it looks too busy for me. I just think it's too much, but I call it the holly hobby stuff. Uh, And then there was this really cool section. And when you first walked in, there was a booth. And it was a street designer called Evie Bravado. I'm assuming that's the initials. It's not Ev. Evie Bravado, who was spray painting clothing and tie-dyeing stuff on the spot. So you could watch it all happen, and then the model changed into what he spray-painted. Two models, actually. It was very cool. Yeah, Yeah. very, very cool. So she partnered with this street designer, which, again, I I love that idea. Um, And, uh, yeah, they were dipping all this stuff. And the the tie-dye was different. It wasn't your typical – so it was on white – everything was white. White jeans, white sweater, white sweatshirt. And then the other girl had on um, an all-white jumpsuit. And then they spray paint. But it was sort of like splotches of tie-dye. So you could still see a lot of the white of Ooh. what they were wearing. I like this. It wasn't too busy. <laughs> so um, I, and I, was, I said to my friend, I would wear that. And, uh, you know, I'm not a tie-dye girl. Um, so it gave a sort of 70s feel but a very updated version.
0: That's just what you want. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: I love, love, love this idea. Um, so that was the presentation. And overall, I have to say, I really, really, really loved it. Um, but one of my favorites. And then, of course, Mark Jacobs sort of ended the week. Um, this was interesting. This is always interesting because he likes to make sort of a political statement. And that's fine. I'm not opposed to that. Sometimes some of the designers, I think it gets to be too much and they really detract from the clothing. Hmm. I'm not opposed to them making a statement. I'm all for that. But sometimes it gets a little like, oh, that's the message. But what about the clothing? Like, what am I really going to wear? Because at the end of the day, you have to sell clothes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's fine if there's a T-shirt that says this or that or whatever. I'm, but there still should be a collection behind it. So I think – so for me, and I'm, I'm speaking strictly from a stylist point of view. For me, sometimes it's too much of a political statement and just not enough options of clothing to wear. So, this time he did not, which I I appreciate. Um, And he really did, this was kind of a, collection was a blend of high fashion meets um, Annie's Miss Hannigan, if you think about that. Um, It was, like, 60s with a little bit of 70s and a little bit of 80s thrown in. There was lots of um, pinstripe power suiting. Then there was a lot of sort of flower child 70s kind of stuff, 80s shift dresses. Um, Colors were, like, bold, bold green. Uh, Deep burgundy, blue and yellow. And the blue and yellow were very like Ikea blue and yellow. So very bold colors, which I'm always a fan of. It took place in the Park Avenue Armory building. And um, oh, this is the interesting part. The audience, you sat on like just random hodgepodge of stools and benches and rocking chairs. (laughs) Yeah. And then the models kind of walked all through it. It was huh. cool. I guess so an interesting presentation once again. Yeah, it was it was I thought that was kind of cool too. and the space is huge. So, um, you know, the models came down and then kind of walked through. Um and he always has like the f- big famous models that are amazing to look at. Gigi Hadid is always there and uh Kendall Jenner and so and of course he always has a celebrity front row. So that doesn't help. And, and then he came out to take his bow in really huge platform shoes, very 70s looking. So Interesting. Yeah. So that, those were some of my favorites. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I like some of the changes that we're seeing in Fashion Week. And um, I think overall, a lot of people, I think sustainability is becoming more of a focus, which I'm a fan of. Um, there was one designer, you know, I, I can't remember who this was. I didn't go to the show. I saw pictures that did a sort of a runway show on the street. And she had it set up to look like a farmer's market. I think it was. I want to say an accessory designer. I should have looked this up. I'm sorry. Um, so there were all these stations where there was fruit and produce, and she encouraged people to take it. And it was basically, you know, her nod to sustainability, like you know, and it looked like a farmer's market. And the models walked so, down
0: the street. What does the sustainability mean in in the fashion industry?
1: So basically, using things that can be recycles or uh, repurposing things and really being conscious of our, uh, you know, our being green, I want to say, Mm. in short, say being green. Okay. If that makes sense. And just using fabrics, where are things made, how are things made, um, using fabrics that are, uh, you know, uh, uh, man-made or uh, things that can be reproduced over and over. Um, recycled, like I said, I think that's kind of a big part of it. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I had recently just heard that cotton is a very expensive um, thing to make clothing from, partly because it is very hard to recycle in the, in the process of the making it, and afterwards too, cotton clothing doesn't break down very well.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. It's expensive to make. Yeah. Interesting.
0: And and expensive in the sense that it it hurts the environment.
1: Ah, oh, really? I would I would think it would not.
0: I know you would think so because it's natural, right? We all see it as natural, But right. Apparently, in comparison to, well, it's it's like, well, I'm going off on a tangent. It it's it's like the plastic bag, paper bag thing. Plastic bags ah. are very cheap to make and right. very and the process does not hurt the environment in the making, right? Paper, completely the opposite. It is very hard on the environment to make it, and it's expensive in comparison to the plastic bags to make. Right, and yet once you have it, it can break down if you just throw it into you know, have thrown in the trash, whereas right. the plastic won't. But that's the only way the paper is a is better option over the plastic. Interesting. Yeah,
1: that's it. You know, I thought about that every time I go to the store. I I have my recyclable bags, of course, but every once in a while, if I forget them or I'm or I'm traveling and I don't have them with me, and they'll say. First of all, they'll say, do you want a bag? And mm. I try not to usually, but sometimes you need a bag. Yeah, and then yeah. they say, paper or plastic? And I always take the paper just because mm-hmm. I think it's better. What do you do? What do you do?
0: Well, in this area, we have no <laughs> options.
1: Oh, right, right, uh, right.
0: We're, we're forced to take the paper, <laughs> and right. we're at the point where now they're forced to charge us for and it. And they're charging, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Which is uh,
0: something I'd love we had discussed a little more before all these decisions were made. Because I'm yeah. not so sure this was the best option. But...
1: Yeah. So I guess you're right. It's kind of an interesting thing of one being more affordable, one being one thing being more better for our environment. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I did know that paper, it's, you know, the trees and all that stuff, it's bad, but yet it breaks down and it's better for the environment than plastic. That's about
0: the only way it is better. (laughs) Yeah. Is in the process when you're ready to throw it away, it will break down.
1: And what about the plastic bottles like water bottles? Same thing,
0: very Same, bad. Yeah. Well, in in the sense that they don't break down.
1: Right, right. Yeah. So we're recycling so that helps. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's kind of the same similar in in the fashion world. It's, you know, the fabrics that are used and what can be recycled, what can be, you know, can they m- sort of make a fabric themselves the designers um and then of course where is it made, how is it made, that stuff too. You have mm-hmm. to take that into consideration. So that's sort of their their um Nod to it. This whole word "upcycle" that we keep hearing, and stores are using this word of you know redoing stuff. Re- uh, there's a website, uh, a company now. What is it called? Of course, I'm gonna. F- I can't think of it right now. But they take denim jackets and just redo it's vintage jackets or or just an old jacket, and they kind of redo it and they cut it up and they write paint on it and add fur and leather. Well, they've done this with with uh, mink. Coats yes. for ages. Yes, yes. <laughs> for instance, so you know, I love, I like that idea. First of all, it looks cool, and uh, you know, hey, if it's better for our our environment and a way of sort of. Making things, um, you know, live another life. Why not? Yes. Um, I think it's important. So, um, so overall, my summary for Fashion Week is this: sustainability has definitely become more of a focus for a lot of people. I include. I want to also include in this conversation that whole "see now, buy now." Mm. I like this as well um, because you're, they're forced to make things and make adjustments. And um, I would think there's, you know. I'm sure there's not a ton of it, so it's not mass-produced or it's not overproduced, maybe I should say. And um, they kind of can track these sales right away. Now, the, the only other thing, the flip side to that, I'm think just trying to think this through, what the argument would be, is when, uh, you know – we're encouraging uh, customers and consumers to be more smart in what they're buying. So the see now, buy now could more be of like an impulse purchase. Oh, there it is. I want it. I get it. As opposed to, you know, kind of thinking it through. And yeah,
0: that's, that's always been a part of uh, the industry to some degree.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hard to avoid. Yeah. Um, and diversity, which I love. So this season really has been not only all different skin tones, but ethnicity, body shapes, and ages and genders, I must say. So New York really – I feel like they're really leading the, the – the holding the torch on this one. Lots of shows with different um, genders and ages. and Inclusivity. Yes, yes. And mm. definitely lots of body types. So wow. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Next week I'm going to talk about the street style and what I saw uh, as opposed to what my predictions were a few weeks ago. So you won't want to miss that. Thanks for listening. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH. Marlon Brando, Jimmy Dean. On the cover of a magazine. Grace Kelly, of a beauty queen, Jean Kelly, but a stare. Ginger Rogers, dance on air. They had style, they had grace. Rita Hayward, gave good faith. Lauren, Katherine, manitude. Betty Davis, we love you. Ladies with attitude, Fellas that were in the mood. Don't
0: just stand there, let's get to it. listening to the voice of greenwich 1490 wgch greenwich
1: bending on trade challenging biden i'm jan johnson a little relief in a trade war bob costantini tells us there is word from china that will be some very good news for america's farmers in an apparent response to an overture from the trump administration